I don't remember when I first heard the scripture passage that Dawn read, the Romans passage. And if you, if you have a Bible there in front and you're inclined, you might want to pull it out and turn over to Romans chapter 10. I would commend Romans chapter 10 verses 9 and 10 to you as one of those scriptures that you really should memorize. You really should have in your heart because it is so helpful. I can't tell you many times when I've been able to share the good news of Jesus Christ that Romans 10, 9, and 10 wasn't a part of what I shared with them. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart man believes to righteousness and with the mouth confession is made to salvation. I think I shared that with Kyle when he and I talked a few months ago. Such an amazing verse. I, I really commend it to you to consider putting it into your, into your memory banks, to learning it. Um, it it's, it's, a, it's so simple to, to believe that Jesus is God, that he is Lord, and then on the other end to believe that God, meaning God the Father, has raised Jesus the Son from the dead is to believe and to receive eternal life. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, those aren't meant to be things we pull apart, but we put together. And implied there is that Christ has died on the cross for our sins. He comes God incarnate. We celebrate at Christmas. He is Lord. He is God. And that God is raising from the dead. That God has the power to bring back Jesus from the dead. And because he can bring Jesus from the dead, he has the power to transform your life and my life. So simple, and yet, if we're honest, so complex, right? And hard to explain. And if you've been in that situation where you're, you're trying to help somebody that wants to understand what Christianity is about at its core, it, it can sometimes seem really difficult to unpack. One way that I like to think about it is the, the, the word rescue. Now, I don't know if, you, if you've ever just been on Netflix and you've been like sort of, you know, kind of just scrolling through, looking for something to watch. I do that occasionally, and I'll admit that I've, I've started some movies that I've never finished, or some show. I've started lots of shows that I never finished because they were, they were garbage. But I've started some movies, that, and there was a documentary on a while ago that I was watching, and it was a documentary about the 14 peaks, the, the 14 largest, highest mountaintops in the world. John Harris and I are going to go climb all of those, but not anytime soon. But, um, but the movie, I never finished it, but so the movie is about this guy who, uh, who sort of no one knows about, but he is an amazing climber and he attempted and, you know, I don't know if he ever did it or not, but I assume since it says 14 peaks that he eventually ended on climbing all 14 peaks. And the amazing part is that he did it within like a, a, a really short time span, which is pretty phenomenal. This guy was just like, you know, I mean, amazing. But, but the thing that caught my attention, and as far as I got in the, in the Netflix documentary, was really short. But the thing I got to that I really loved was this guy ends up climbing the first peak. He climbs to this, you know, this highest, one of the highest peaks in the world, one of the 14, and he comes back down. And then he gets word that there is a climber that has fallen, is injured, and is stranded up like halfway back up. And this guy grabs his gear and heads back up the mountain 
to go rescue with his team to go rescue this, this stranded climber. And, and I mean, I'm just thinking, I mean, if you've done that and then to turn around and just go right back up and do it again, you know, it's, it's just amazing to me. And so he goes back up and they, they get this guy and they get him all patched up and they bring him to a certain point and then the helicopters come and whatnot. And so, but just that, that idea of rescue for me, it becomes a word that's much more accessible when we try to understand what Jesus has done for us and what, he's, what his, his mission in the world is. It's to, it's to rescue us. It's a rescue mission. And for me, it's helpful to think about that in terms of, uh, of something like a climbing rescue mission. Now, today is World Mission Sunday. It's a Sunday that the whole church sets aside as a day to focus on the, the missio day, the mission of God. God's, God's desire to, to see to his mission accomplished in the world. And the first thing I think it's important to understand is that it is God's mission. God is that amazing climber that has bothered to go back up the mountain and find you and me and, and save us and rescue us to bring us to salvation. If you look at the, the first part of these verses from Romans uh, 10, 9 and 10, and I'll tell you about the context in a second, but, but let me just read them one more time to you. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth confessions Confession is made to, to is, this is the different translation, so I'm stumbling over. One confesses and is saved. For the scripture says, everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame. There is no distinction between Jew and Greek, for the same Lord is Lord of all, bestowing his riches on all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. It is a worldwide mission that God is about about rescuing men and women, young and old, all over the world. Now, the context that Paul's writing, Romans 10 is, is, is the context of Romans 9 through 11. In 9 and 11, Paul has talked about the good news of Jesus Christ, that, that we can be, you know, the righteousness by faith, by believing that Jesus is who he is and that God truly raised him from the dead. But the context is, Paul is answering the question, what about the Jewish people that have rejected Jesus? What about the Jewish people that, that have, have built a system of law to try to live righteously before God, but have rejected the person of Christ, God who is, who is Lord, Jesus who is Lord? And so Paul is unpacking that and helping the people understand. Perhaps there's somebody in your life that you desperately pray for to be saved, to be rescued by Jesus. I know I have somebody, and I pray for them all the time. And, and, I, and I long to see them come to faith. And, and that, for Paul, is, is his own Jewish people. Some, Paul, of course, is Jewish, but and there are many Jewish believers in, in the first century as well as today. But, but there were so many that Paul was, and, and Paul was asking the question, what about those who have not been saved? Maybe you are in that same place today thinking about them. Well, I can't completely answer that question, but, but read Romans 9 through 11. We, we'll get back to that at some other point. We, we did the Bible lesson all the way through it on Wednesday nights. But, but that question is being asked, 
What about these others? And Paul is reminding the Romans that salvation is for everyone. That this mission that Jesus has come to fulfill is a worldwide mission. It is a mission for everyone. Jesus has a much bigger plan than just rescuing a few of us. And if you think back to that Netflix movie that I've never finished, but you think about this, this goal, the goal of this climber was to climb all 14 peaks. That is a monumental task. Christ has an even more monumental task. But in the midst of his completing that, that mission, that call to the whole world, he stops to pick you and I up along the way, which is pretty incredible. We begin with the Missio Dei being God's mission, God's purpose. And his purpose really is, Christopher Wright says, is to, is to redeem the whole of his creation. The purpose of Christ in the world is to see his whole creation brought to redemption, to be rescued. But in the midst of that monumental task, he stops to pick you and me up as climbers along the way. And he brings us to himself. And then once he has us with him, he sends us back out to rescue other climbers. Now, I don't know what happens because I never finished that Netflix, but, but it would be so cool to find out if this rescue climber then became a part of this other climber's expedition to climb all 14 peaks. I don't know if that's the plot of this documentary, but I know that's the plot of Jesus' story, that he, he wants to be about this worldwide mission, and he wants to bring us to himself and then release us to do the work for other people. If we continue to read, we, we read that a little bit more about that. And, and you, you hear Paul, uh, you know, giving this, this clear call that as we come to Christ, then we are sent. Look how he begins, verse 14. How then will they call on him, meaning these other people that have not yet believed, the person that you and I are praying will come to faith in Christ and all the other people in the world. How will they come how are they to believe in him whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful, or you could say how timely, are the feet of those who preach the good news. Paul is going on to remind us that, that the call is for us first to, to recognize it's God's mission. He's rescued us. And he set us out now to rescue others. Now, Paul will go on to say in Romans 10 that the, the Jewish people have heard the message and they've rejected Jesus the Messiah. And some will reject. But our mission is to continue to proclaim the good news of Christ to the ends of the earth, confident that some will respond. And some will grab on to Jesus, the rescuer, and begin to follow in his way. It's a worldwide mission, as I've already said. It's a worldwide mission that Jesus is about to redeem his whole created world. And if you don't believe me, look back at Isaiah 61. It was read by Don. It's the first lesson this morning. We've heard so many sermons, it feels like, this epiphany on Isaiah 61, right? The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He's caused me to preach good news to the poor, to 
to proclaim liberty to the captives and on and on and on. And it's this idea that, 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 that the salvation of, of that, that Jesus wants to bring about is, is holistic. It's all-encompassing. And it blows my mind. And how he's going to accomplish it, I don't know. But I believe that Christ is about this worldwide mission. And he's calling you and I to be a part. Jesus takes the disciples in our gospel lesson. He he comes to the disciples in this locked room and he breathes on them. Still a little bit of a scary thought because we're coming out of COVID. But Jesus breathes on them and says, receive the Holy Spirit. As the Father has sent me, it's Jesus' mission, so I'm sending you. And, and he's there to proclaim forgiveness. And he says, if you don't proclaim it, it's not proclaimed. And if you do, it is proclaimed. You, have, you are being sent out to proclaim this to people. And so you and I are sent. There's three things that we want people at Servants of Christ to, to get. First of all, we want you to get that you need to come to church and worship together. We learn to worship as we come together. So check box one, you're here. It's great. And some of you are here online. Secondly, we want you to get connected relationally to a smaller group of people. We want you to, to be with a group of people of a manageable size so that you can come into relationship and that you can encourage and strengthen each other and pray for each other. And challenge each other at times. We want you to be a part of a, a smaller community. And third, we want you to find your place in Christ's mission. What's that place that he's created you for? Where does he want you to work? You can't do it all, but there's some part that he's called you to play in fulfilling this greater mission. Now, when you came in this morning... One of the ushers hopefully handed out to you this sheet. It's the status of the world evangelism in 2021. I realize it's 2022, but this was the latest information. And I I want you just to glance at that. And if you're a little overwhelmed by it, that's the purpose of it, right? It's to remind us that there is a huge task. 42.5% of the world's population is living among unreached people groups. I'm looking at the left-hand column there. And you're looking at the populations of those people. 3.2 billion people. I mean, for us, that, that, you know, I mean, you know, we go, I couldn't climb 14 highest peaks in the world. I sure as heck can't evangelize 3.2 billion people. Well, the good news is that that's not your job. That's Jesus' job. So that job's been taken. Don't worry about that job. But to know that this is the mission of God, that he wants to redeem his whole creation. How he's going to do it, I have no idea. But I know that that's what he's about. What I do know is that there are more Christians living in the world today than at all times in the history of the world. And that's just simple math because of the the numbers of people, the, the masses, the numbers of people that are creating the world. And I know some of the people, and you do too, Some of the people that are working to reach those unreached people groups. There are ministry partners, our mission partners that are are outside the United States. And and I'm not going to say their names because we don't want to divulge who they are. But we we know they're out there working in in places that, that are hard to get to as Christians. But that's the global mission of God. 
But secondly, if you've got the digital bulletin, and we didn't print this out, but if you've got a digital bulletin or if you use that QR code, you can look at, the, you can look at our digital bulletin. But Nikki's placed there all of our mission partnerships. The, the smaller, from, from this, this monumental task down to the, 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 the few things that we as servants of Christ feel called to work at. The, the places that we communally have decided we're going to put our time and effort into. And I encourage you to look at that. And some of you are already involved in those things. And some of you may want to be involved. Justin Smith and I had lunch this week and talked about this call that's on God, that, that God has put on his life to reach out to the homeless in our city. That's not on our ministry partnerships right now, but it will be as, as the Lord continues to add to what he's, gonna, he's calling Justin in to be a leader in. And there may be something that you feel called to be a part of that's not on that list, and that's exactly what the Lord wants to happen. He wants us to find that place where we fit into his mission. You'll notice that a lot of our partnerships don't focus necessarily just on the spiritual proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ. A lot of them have to do with meeting physical needs of people or emotional needs of people or relational needs. Well, that's because we're holistic people and the way Jesus is going about his mission is holistically. Jesus feeds the 5,000 plus women and children before he ever speaks the living word of God to them. He healed many physically who were sick and then spoke spiritual truth into their lives. It may be that the person that you're praying comes to faith in Christ needs a physical, emotional, or relational need met before they can hear that if they confess Jesus with their mouth, they'll be saved and with their heart believe unto righteousness, that, Christ, that God has raised him from the dead. It may be that there's other needs to be, need to be met first before that spiritual need can be met. When Brent and Kim McHugh moved to, to Ankara, Turkey, their first mission was to try to help Iranian refugees find jobs because that's what they needed. They needed to find work. But then having found work, they were able to share with them the good news of Jesus Christ. They were able to share with them Romans 10, 9, and 10. And because of that, Brent and Kim saw 11 churches in Turkey among Iranian people established. But it began with meeting the physical and the emotional needs of the people that they wanted to share the mission of Jesus in the world. Well, this morning, my intent is to, is to stir you up. It's to remind you that Christ has this incredible mission that he's about. And that he's calling us to not only be rescued climbers, but then rescued climbers who get on board with his greater vision. I know people that resist the gospel. But then I know people that receive the gospel, but don't understand that now they're called to be a part of the mission. In their own unique way, the Lord is calling us to get on board with him. He's got 14 peaks to, to summit, and he wants us to be on the team with him. It's a biblical mission. It's a worldwide scope. And just to echo back to last week with the Beatitudes, 
Blessed are those who hunger for righteousness. Do you, do you hunger to see the world more justly lived out than you see in the around you? Do, you? do you hunger for a righteous, just world? Then you're on the mission with Jesus. Do you, blessed are those who mourn or weep. Do you, do you weep for the things that break the heart of God? Then you're on the global Jesus biblical mission. But even though it's global in scale, the rubber meets the road when it comes down to the individual climber that you, you go and you help lift up and you speak the words of life. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are the ones who know that they're impoverished, that they, they need to be rescued. For theirs is the kingdom of God. If we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that, that God is raising from the dead, we will be saved. For with the heart man believes to righteousness and with the mouth confession is made to salvation. Friends, that's what I want to give my life to to being a part of Jesus' rescue mission. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, come with me.